Don't get it twisted. We got people out here selling their souls to the devil. And it all looks good. But you know what? At the end of the of the at the end of the day, what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and to lose his soul? When Jesus was on the cross and they crucified him, when he he was he was treated as a criminal. He had two thieves that hung with him. And one thief on the cross, he recognized you something, something different about you. He recognized it on the cross. And because he recognized who Jesus was, because the other one said, you all Latin, this, that, nothing about you, the son of God. Why you can't take yourself and us off down off these, these, these trees they got us nailed to? Come on. But the other one, no, no, no. He recognized. Jesus. And because of that, he said, when I leave, I go to prayer. I will prepare a place for you. I go to, you, you will have a place. See, we got a place when we believe. Let me tell you something. Don't worry about it. You got to think like this. God gives us life. He gives us life abundantly, but we have that human nature. Some people, I'm just going to be real. Some people are lazy minded. They don't want to move and operate the way they're supposed to. But God still, through his grace and mercy, he watches over us. The rain, when it rains and pours, it pours on the just as well as the unjust. So God is merciful. He's like, okay, they, they don't want to listen. It's that okay. You get up and say, I didn't miss them. I, I, I didn't listen. Lord, forgive me. You repent, this, that, and the other. Some people stay in that state, and that's kind of like what they do. Then you have some people that catch it. They get it. God tell them to do something. They just like the, they have that spirit of Abraham. They get right up early and they move and shake when God say move and shake. And so things begin to happen to him. Whatever phase or facet that you're in and how you operate in your relationship with God is determined on how your outcomes are going to be. Your choice of how the way you do things. So I'm saying all of that to say, if you don't have the fancy house that you want now, don't worry about it. He goes to prepare a place for you. He said, there's many mansions in my father's house. Many mansions. He goes, just believe he will He will prepare a place for you. Because you know what? This place going to pass away. And the, it's, it's uh, Solomon says his mother, when she was giving him wisdom, she said, all of this stuff is vanity. And it's going to pass away. The only thing that's going to stand is what? What God spoke, the word Jesus spoke. And he said, I go to prepare a place for you. In my father's house, there's many mansions. So because God said it through his son, don't you know that that's there? It, it, it's, it's literally there waiting for you. So don't get all hooked up. Oh, I'm looking at this celebrity and I'm looking at that famous person and they got that and they ain't living right. They sold themselves open to the door. Look, let me tell you something. When it's all over, when it's all said and done, we're all going to have to face our maker one-on-one, you and him, one-on-one. No one else is going to be standing there. You're going to have to take an account for all of your actions, your deeds, everything that you say. And it behooves us to live our life according, pleasing in the sight of God. Because this is something that I, I always say, you know, just as far as creation is concerned. For those people who sell their souls over to the enemy, for those people who just say, I don't want to do all of that God stuff and this and the other. And they literally just turn their back on God without even giving him a chance to enter into their hearts and to have that relationship. I always say the enemy, his whole story is based on him being jealous of mankind. His disobedience got him out of the graces with God. So now he's doomed. And he knows that he's doomed. And he has no concern for humanity. He hates humanity. 
But people sell themselves over to something where in hate is the whole fulcrum of that thought process, of that belief system, and people will flock to that. You know, the enemy has to set you up in such a way to say, wow, let me sign myself because the devil said he's going to make me famous. The devil said he's going to do this, that, and the other for So you sign yourself, you give yourself over to these demonic influences for material things. But at the end of the day, you're not going to stand before the enemy. Your life is not going to be judged by the enemy. It's going to be judged and examined by the true and living God, the only true and living God. So that's something really, something to really think about deeply. I'm doing all of this stuff for notoriety, for fame. All of these people you're trying to be famous for, these people not going to stand with you. The paparazzi not going to stand with these celebrities when it's time for them to meet their maker. So it behooves us to really examine ourselves and say, who am I going to serve? Man, God. The enemy, what's the win-win situation here? What situation is looking out for my good? That's what we have to ask ourselves. And so when we talk about, when we look at John 20 verses 30 through 31, and it talks about what was recorded for us. It was recorded so that we may believe in Jesus, that he is the Messiah, that he is the son of God, because you can't get to the father. But by him, I know there was this whole thing out and I know um, Oprah Winfrey, I have, I have nothing against. I, I, I really admire her accomplishments and the things that she has done as an African-American woman. But one thing I always just, you know, I pray for her because she said there is many ways. It's not just one way. There's many ways. There's that, but the word says you cannot get to the father, but by me, you got to believe that Jesus is the son of God. That's it. Just believe that he's the son of God. You know, you, 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 you have to see what has been written, what has been, what has stood the test of times. You have all of these different types of Bible verses that, you know, people say they made a Bible, you know, and they created by, and it's one person who created the Bible. The Bible was inspired by different people for the fact of having a record. A primary, a primary resource, meaning that you had people that were there, they saw, they heard, they were present, and then they transcribed their experiences. And it has lasted down through centuries, down through centuries. So this is something to really think about when we are studying uh, uh, the book uh, of John, when we're studying all of the books of the apostles, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the Gospels. It's important that we take in consideration that this was this was historical recordings for us to believe and to know that Jesus walked this earth and he was and still is the son of God. Look with me into the book of John chapter one, John chapter one, verses thirty five to forty two. One. 35 to 42. And I knew him not, but that, did I say that right? 35, I'm sorry, sorry, 35 verse. Uh, the first uh, disciples, 35 to 42. Again, the next day after John stood and two of his disciples and looking upon Jesus as he walked, he said, behold, the Lamb of God. 
And the two disciples heard him speak and they followed Jesus. Then Jesus turned and saw them following and said unto them, what seek ye? They said unto him, Rabbi, which is to say, being interpreted, Master, where dwellest thou? He said unto them, Come and see. They came and saw where he dwelt and abode with him that day, for it was about the tenth hour. One of the two which heard John speak and followed him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He first findeth his own brother Simon and said unto him, We have found the Messiah which is being interpreted the Christ. And he brought him to Jesus. And when Jesus beheld him, he said, Thou art Simon, the son of Jonah. Thou shalt be called Cephas, which is by interpretation a stone. So this is showing the first disciples. And in that, um, John was amongst that uh, first selection of disciples. He was the one that recognized and said, that he, he when, uh, when when Jesus asked and he said, well, who are you? He said they he was a, he was the one of the two that responded saying rabbi, which interpreted meaning master. So they they actually John was actually one of the uh, first disciples that really took heed and seeing the potential, seeing the energy, understanding the concept. Of who Jesus was and his purpose here on earth. Isn't that a beautiful thing? When someone, because Jesus is like, okay, what are you seeking? Jesus is like, I'm just doing my thing. Like, you know, but what are you seeking? Jesus knew he had to get some people to help him out. And he had to, he had to do some type of training and some type of work so that it could be carried on. Oh my goodness. Lord, are you trying to show? Yeah. yeah. Oh, God is good. He shows you something new every time. It's a beautiful thing when you have someone to actually look and see the charge that God has on your life. And then they respect it because they looked and they saw him and they said, you are the master. And they respected that understanding that God had called him, that God was had him here for a purpose. Let me tell you something. It's nothing like getting around some people. And that's why Jesus asked the question. Let me tell you, you working with a group, you working with some folks, sometimes you need to turn around. You need to ask them, who do you say I am? What are you seeking for? What, 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 how, how do you feel about me? <laughs> what do you think about me? See, because that will tell you how to roll, how to rock, and how to say, okay, how to move on. Because see, when you're doing the work, when you've been charged, when you've been given assignment, you don't have time to play. You don't have time for people pulling on your spirit. You don't have time for people competing with you. You need people that's going to look and say, I see the assignment on your life. I see that God has called you to do a work. Let me get on board and let me recognize. And let me let me tune myself in and adjust myself in to, to get the work done, to operate, to work with you, and to respect the calling. That has been placed on your life. If we could get that mindset. Remember when I was talking about. These different denominations and what have you. This is why we even got. We still today in 2022. We got people that oh. Females can't be an apostle. That's a masculine name. Don't you know you made of a, of a masculine. And a, fe a feminine component. That's what made you up. So yes. You're going to have women. You're going to have some masculine qualities. 
Men, you're going to have some feminine qualities. Why? Because it was a man and it was a woman that created you. I don't care. No, no way science is trying to do things. Even if it's artificially inseminated, it had to be from a male component to impregnate for, uh, for the egg to be impregnated with a female component that created another human being. So get out of this foolishness. Oh, women can't do that. You know, Paul told them to sit down in the church and be quiet. People use certain things and it just cause them to keep once again the charge from fully going forth. Get out of the nonsense. What's the charge? Let what's the assignment on his life? What's the assignment on her life? What is what did God call him to do? What did God call her to do? Are they moving in that? Because see that don't you don't for women think that they didn't watch Jesus and they were seeing how he was moving and operating. And they saw they said, mm -mm, that's master. They said they said it right here in the word. When he said, he said, Rabbi, they said unto him, Rabbi. When you interpret rabbi, rabbi, it means master. Then they ask, where are you dwelling? Because they wanted to be hospitable to him, to welcome him, to give him a place to lay his head, to rest his feet. They recognized. They recognized who the son of God, and they reverenced him, and they called him rabbi, teacher, master. Let me tell you something. Some of us got to get out of our pride. Some of us got to just recognize and just sometimes say, let me be quiet. This is a teaching moment. But some of us, we can't nobody tell you nothing. You always complain. Somebody trying to trying to do things. Jesus came in this world to save it, not to harm it. People always had their mouth. Pharisees and Sadducees. Oh, you doing something on? Oh, you oh, you healing people on the Sabbath? You supposed to be doing that on the Sabbath? Oh, Jesus did. Come on, he he came for a purpose. But your mind's so blocked out because you know why? You're not teachable. You're not teachable. You got a wild boarish spirit. You're like a wild boar, and you're not teachable. Sometimes we got to sit down and be quiet and say, Lord, what is it that I need to learn and glean from this person? Because let me tell you something. You always got to recognize this, especially when God puts his children, a man or woman of God, a person who is after God's heart. When he puts you around them, when you have been placed around them, it's for a reason that we are gifts to the body. We are gifts to this world. Ministers who are dedicated themselves, that's really holding up the blood stain back. We are gifts and it has to be recognized. Our gifts need to be recognized. Jesus went to some places and he had to get up out of there because he said he had to, he touched one or two people. Then he told the disciples, I got to go because they're not receiving me, me here. See, when a gift is not received, <laughs> I've seen this happen. You can have a husband wanted, wanted to surprise his wife, but she got an attitude or whatever because she upset. And it could be vice versa, whatever way. And she could be upset and he could have something behind his back. He got a box of chocolate, a, a, some nice jewelry, maybe a, a nice outfit, a, a pocketbook, a pair of shoes. And he just wanted to, he just, for just the sake of, I just want to see her happy. I just want to make her smile. But you can't speak. What do you want? Why are you bothering me? You're grumpy. This, that. And you taking out whatever it is. That you had to deal with out there. You bringing that home where you can't even receive your husband, number one, as a gift. Or your wife, number one, as a gift. And then you can't even get the time. Because after you do all of that, this, that, and the other. Most of the time, a person is just going to put something up later. And say, you know what? They're not, they're not in the mood for this. So let me put it up. And they'll go put it someplace else. And you missed out on that opportunity and that blessing. Those gifts. Same thing spiritually. Some of us, we are looking at individuals that God placed in our lives to help us to smile again, 
to help us to come out of nonsense again. To help you, they, they God place when God places somebody in your life who made they look they look like a polished stone now, but they were really a piece of coal back in it because they were abused, they were lied on side, they were depressed over. But God pulled them out of the muck and the mire. He He polished them and He made them. Put them on the pot as well. And he made them a precious piece. Not just to be sitting in the corner. But for somebody else to look at it. And God places. He places that fine piece of pottery. In the midst. So that others can say. Oh how, how do I get like that? How do I get chiseled like that? But some of us are so prideful. Some of us are so competitive. Some of us are so jealous. We don't even recognize. That God has put a treasure. A gift. For us to receive, to be blessed by. Come on out of that. We got to come on out of that. I don't like all them stories people be making up after somebody dead. Oh, they was such a great... Did you tell them that when they was alive? Did you say thank you? I appreciate what you're doing. Don't come with these stories and these fake letters and documents. Come out. Oh, they gave me... Nigga. No, 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 no. Do these things. Well, let's appreciate and love one another while we are yet alive. Give people an opportunity to express what God has given them to use. Those people that Jesus went to in, in that particular situation, they were not open to receive what he had to offer. And he had to leave. The son of God had to leave and go elsewhere because they were not receiving him. Let me tell you something. Don't wait for your well to run dry for you to appreciate the water that was there. Let's appreciate what God has given us the gifts, the people that he has placed in our lives to be a blessing to us. Recognize the spirit of God on the inside of them. Look at them. The worst is mark a good man. I am going to say mark a good man, mark a good woman. Only thing you have to do is watch, look at their lives. You see them operating and doing what they're supposed to do. And if they just want to share a word or share a plan or share a strategy to help you and those that are around you, it would behoove you to cooperate because they're not going to miss out. You're going to miss out. You're going to miss out. Sometimes there are steps that are be bring. Sometimes we cut off our blessings with our nasty attitudes or with I think I know everything attitude. You cut your blessing off. Sometimes just sit back. Sometimes just have an ear to hear. Watch, observe, analyze. God will lead and show. He'll tell you. He'll tell you. You need to listen or he'll, he'll tell you, okay, it's time to get up and go. But when God puts real men and women God in your life, those are gifts. Cherish them, cherish them, and honor who they are. Amen, amen. And I think I am going to stop right there for the sake of time. I think I thank each and every one of you who tuned in on tonight. God bless you for tuning in. For all of those who are listening in tonight, I pray that this word has blessed your heart, that you will take it and that you will read the scriptures and ask God to speak to you and give you a personal divine revelation. If you should hear this recording later in the future, I pray that it meets you where you need to be met. Now, until we meet or speak again, may the blessing of the Lord continue to make you rich, adding no sorrow to it. God bless you. Good night. Love you, family.